step on the trail of the Delphi Trail Killer with me to learn more about the Delphi murders and what I predict will happen before the five-year anniversary. The killer shall be named. Unnamed to date by authorities near the investigation, this podcast episode focuses on a subject they are looking at due to his recent arrest for sexually assaulting a nine-year-old girl. Because of the nature of the crime and proximity to where the murders had occurred, reasons seem to flow to the surface. Next on Drowning Verdict, I'll give you one word to plot along the timeline. It's not so much what happened on the trail that cold day back in 2017, but what didn't happen in the basement that's been keeping me up at night. Verdict. I'm Chip Mahoney, and you're listening to my true crime podcast. This is a podcast where I talk about cases out there that fascinate me, and I go more in depth with the case. So thanks for joining me today. You might have found me on my YouTube or my Twitter, which is a good way to get the latest episodes in that format. If you like what you hear in the sample, click the link in the description to get to the full episode and check it out. If you're on my YouTube, that's a really good place to be because you're going to get full episodes there in the YouTube format. So subscribe, you'll get notifications, come back for more. Uh, But just in case uh, you like your podcast somewhere else, you can find Drowning Verdict. You can subscribe, follow there, wherever, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, I'm there. But I totally recommend YouTube because I try to provide more and more content there. And if you're not going to subscribe, if it's just a drive-by that you're doing right now, well, I'm going to pull out the gun and I'm going to hold it to your head. It's a water gun, but still, you could get squirted. So just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. I totally appreciate it if you are coming back because you subscribe and you're like, I'm going to check this guy out. Not too sure about him. Sounds all right. Just know that I try to get better at what I do to bring more information to you. And if I can't deliver on that, it's always a little nugget that I'm thinking about. A reason to come back. Topic of conversation. Something to chew on. So, here we are today, and I'm going back on the trail of the Delphi Trail Killer, because I've talked about it before, but I want to talk about it again. And I want to take you to a little place called Kokomo. Yeah, it's about 2,000 miles away in the Jamaica and the Florida Keys, as they say. 2,000 miles away from Delphi, Indiana, but there's another Kokomo that's about 35 miles away. It's a rural town right around all those other towns, Kokomo, Indiana. And it's not so pretty when you think about the Delphi murders and what happened there. So we're going to talk about that today and the subject I have to talk about. And I'm going to give you one word to think about because I want you to bust out your timeline and I want you to think about this word and I'm going to get into that. So I have the reason and 
I think it's going to be well worth your time. But let's do a little bit of background first before we go forward. Because like I said, I do want you to have that timeline. But if uh, you haven't heard about the Delphi murders, it did happen in 2017, the day before Valentine's, which is a little bit odd to me. Got another idea for an episode about that. I might get to that one. But yeah, it happened the day before Valentine's, February 2017, cold day, Delphi, Indiana. On the historic trail there, two young girls, age 13, 14 approximately, were killed. Bodies found the next day. A lot of information out there called the Snapchat murders as well. Video, um, stuff like that where there's, there's something to work with. And that's always good because when investigators who are near to the crime, when they have their resources intact and they focus on it like a laser, things can happen. And that's why I say when the feds say that they can solve it and they will solve it, I believe them. And the relatives of the victims have said, you know what, the, t- uh, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. And I can hear that clock as well. Tick, tick, tick. But I got to tell you why I feel that way. And I, and I say it's kind of like a bold prediction that a killer shall be named before the five-year anniversary. You know, we just passed four years. The reason why I say that is because I know that when authorities do that laser focus, especially with the feds, they have a mountain of resources and they can get it done. Now, there's a lot of true crime out there. There's a lot of stuff that happens, eats up the news feed and takes our attention away. And that's a problem because investigators have a lot of work to do. And they're, they're always, you know, just stressed out with the work that they have to do. There's so much. But when you focus, you can get things done. The reason why I say that is in a previous episode, one of my most popular ones, on a guy named Jason Derrick Brown, a fugitive from justice for like the last 15 years for knocking off a uh, knocking off a um, truck with a bunch of cash in it, one of those armored cars, killing some guard that got in his way, uh, didn't care about that in one way or the other, and then it's been on the lam for 15 years. I said that they could catch him because if dude is still alive, he can be caught. It's just you have to have a mountain of resources and that laser focus. And there's so much that takes away from that. And one of my best examples about that is, speaking of the FBI's most wanted, just for a second, on a little sidebar, is that when you get at someone like bin Laden, when you track him down, you bring him to justice, that ultimate justice, and then you move on after that, who's next? Who do we want next? Well, there's this guy, Whitey Bulger, that's been out there for 16 years. We need to catch him. And then they laser focus, and sure enough, things happen and they get it done. So that's that focus that I'm talking about. And they say the devil is in the details, but I say the devil is in the distractions. He wants you looking one way, while all this other stuff is happening somewhere else. So focus is really what it's about. Laser focus. And the clock is ticking. If the feds say they are going to solve it, I believe them. And you can trust that. So that's the prediction. Before the five-year anniversary, a killer shall be named. And that would be fantastic. God willing. However, the subject today we're talking about, someone who is a strong person of interest, a tattooed stranger who is somebody they're interested in. Reason being for a brutal sexual assault and arrest in April of 2021 
in the town of Lafayette, which is about 20 miles from Delphi, Indiana. So it's a little bit closer. A, a terrible, terrible crime. And somebody got arrested for that and is in jail and is bringing brought up to trial for that uh, in the future, in the near future. So that is the subject, and I know that it does bring a lot of things to the surface because of something so violent and something so wrong that happens in a place like that with the proximity to a terrible crime that happened in 2017. And so I, to- I told you that we're going to talk about the timeline to bust that out, and I told you I'm going to give you one word. And I think it's an important word, something to consider, and something that could make you think differently about what's going on here and like I said it's a topic of conversation it's not solving any case but it's a reason to keep listening and I'm going to give you that word here in a minute so let's just talk about the timeline because the subject whose name is James Brian Chadwell II the subject has been a criminal for quite a while he has a long record a long rap sheet and actually has done a lot of time in jail South Dakota. So on that timeline, whether you're writing on a piece of paper or in your mind, you just want to start at the beginning. When did those crimes start and what were they? Things like assaulting cops, you know, that that sort of guy. Um, things like getting, you know, pulled over for a DUI with young children in the back, you know, hitting people and all the other stuff. And you just go along that timeline and you just plot, you know, you plot those crimes those misdemeanors, those felonies, whatever they are, you can look them up, heavy.com, other places. And so, so when thinking about that, you get to where it started, uh, let's say early 2000s, because it's been going on for quite a while, you do know when he's he was in jail and you know when he was released approximately. So you get on the timeline to 2017 in February, the day before Valentine's Day. And like I said, I might have an episode on that coming soon because I have an idea about it. But day before Valentine's Day 2017, girls disappear, found the next day, they're murdered. Cops have never said how or, you know, what. So we don't know how they were killed. We don't know things like that. At least I haven't seen anything released in the news that way. So you get there and there's a, you know there's a mystery around that who done it. But you do know when you go forward on that timeline to April of 2021, you do know for sure that there is a sexual assault of a 9-year-old girl who was lured into his property by him. He was brought in on the pretense of petting the dog, yada yada yada, attacked and then sexually assaulted forced to perform oral sex on him and then brought down to the basement chain on the door there totally naked clothes on the floor left there crying and was strangled to the point where she could have died or she should have died whether he cared or not who knows cops come to the door is she here no she's not she left well if you've been in jail for so long and you've beat up cops i would assume that you would lie to them so they probably knew that and said, let's just go back to the tattooed stranger who's not a stranger no more. And let's go see what happened. Let's go ask again. And her relative in the news articles out there has said that if they didn't show up, she'd be dead. And I agree with that. 
she'd be dead. My only question is, what would he have done before her death and for how long? So, on that timeline where we know there's a mystery in 2017, we know that he was let out, we know that he is a strong POI for that. The news articles, the reporters, the cops have said it. They've said it. They just haven't said that he's anything other than a subject. Strong person of interest, let's say. But we do know that somebody killed those two girls, age 13 and 14. And we do know that it was about 35 miles from where he was supposed to be living in Kokomo at that time. So he could could get there. Anyone could get there. But we don't know who done it. We do know who done it in 2021 in April. And when you write sexual assault, I also want you to write the word sex slave. Because when you're attacked and sexually assaulted and then brought down in the basement, whether that had uh, happened upstairs or downstairs, we don't know. But when you are left naked in a room and there's a chain on the door and you're locked in there, you're basically a sex slave. You've already been assaulted. You've already most likely been tried to have been raped anyways. So my question is, how long was he going to do that? If the cops never came back, was he going to bring her up or go back down there after dark and continue with his assault? Would he do it for a week? Would he do it for a month? What would have happened? So what happened in the basement has been keeping me up at night because the word that I'm going to give you and the word that I said to put on the timeline, whether you've written it out or you have it in your mind, is the word escalate, not escalate like the big ass car escalate or escalation and so you have all the crimes from the start to the middle to the jail time etc and you get to april 2021 where you know that crime was committed he's arrested he's in jail waiting trial and the verdict to come sex slave nine-year-old girl oral sex Uh, forcible rape what would have happened after that she was choked to the point of death where she could have easily died but she survived but would he have killed her that night would he have continued to assault her for a week how long would he have kept his slave and for a nine-year-old girl where you have sexual assault and as a sex slave this is the other thing to think about and why I say the word escalate is the level of depravity So the question I have is, we don't know who did the 2017 Delphi trail, uh, the murders there. We do not know who the killer is, but we also don't know how they died. We don't know if they were strangled. We don't know if they were stabbed. We don't know if one was sexually assaulted. We don't know if both were sexually assaulted. They haven't released those details as far as I know. So when you circle that and then you kind of fast forward on that timeline to the sex slave stuff that I've just been talking about, if we could just put his name there on 2017, and if we knew how the girls died and what happened to them prior to dying, and we just thought about it, would the level of depravity be greater by just a hair than what happened in 2017 for what in in fact happened in 2021 and in fact who the person who who done it so is 
taking a nine-year-old girl who's like four years younger and not even a teenager and committing the crime that he did against her and the level of depravity, is it worse? Is it worse? Well, it's hard to say because those girls died and it's terrible that they did. So I kind of hate saying that, but I just have to say the brutality, the level of depravity seems as if it went up a little bit. So there's something that on the timeline, when you write escalate or escalation, it seems like it could just went up a little bit, just a, a little bit. If in fact that was the case in 2017, but we don't know who done it. We don't know who done it. We don't know the, the true nature of it all. But I got to say that when you have a nine-year-old, somebody who's a prepubescent teen, basically, he didn't, um, uh, you know, uh, go, you know, higher than that. You know, he wasn't attacking 17 year olds. He wasn't attacking 21 year olds. He was attacking a nine-year-old girl. And if it turns out that he did what they're investigating for 2017, if, if that in case comes out at some time, then that level of depravity, depending on how they were killed, depending on what happened to them before, um, it might just be a little bit under what he's accused of doing in 2021. Because keeping a nine-year-old as a sex slave, someone that he's probably going to kill anyways, I mean, doesn't seem as if he was going to let her out. It seems pretty, pretty horrible. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So on a level of escalation, and you're going from 2017 to 2021, you know, if in, if in fact that turns out that they say that that is the case, then you just keep on escalating if you don't get caught. You know, do you go from nine-year-olds to five-year-olds? You know, not the other way around. So having a sex slave for a nine-year-old girl, um, bringing her in, having the dog attack her, that's like a pit bull, um, forcing her into oral sex, throwing her down in the basement, keeping her naked, choking her to death, possibly going to take her out if he's if he's not busted. Later, he's going to take her out and abuse her again and try to rape her again, keep her not feed her and just keep her as a slave that's that's about as awful as it gets so it's a level of depravity that that i see which is which is kind of off the charts and that's why i bring that up so does that fit does that fit and i wonder if if the the authorities the feds what kind of evidence they have as far as um where they think as far as escalation and how they might be piecing things together because who knows if there's any evidence left with those bodies or if there's any, um, you know, way of uh, doing any DNA because obviously the young nine-year-old probably had to have uh, a rape kit and that sort of thing. So DNA is probably there already. And what about those bodies? If they were just killed like that and they were not sexually assaulted, then that's going to be kind of hard, but it's going to be, really interesting to find out if in fact they shed some light on this case and then really I think the most important thing is if they do um, release what happened to the girls how they were killed and if one was assaulted both were assaulted and if there is any of that physical evidence because we for sure know that in 2021 that did happen and the only thing that didn't happen is that she wasn't killed and good for that 
thank God for that. But it's just been keeping me up at night. What is the level of depravity here? And how does it fit on the timeline? Because it seems like it could have could have just gone up. And we just don't know. So this Chip Mahoney, I'm going to sign off on Drowning Verdict. I want to thank you for joining me. And I will check you out next time. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye.